Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. First, 2022. Now, before I begin today's podcast, I just have to say to Sophia Race, my niece, who I love more than life itself, graduated yesterday from the University of Michigan. And you know, Sophia, I know you graduated with honors. I know you've had a stellar four years there. But that's not exactly why I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you because of who you are. Because you have learned over these past four years to trust yourself more than you trust others. And that is a theme that I have talked about on this podcast for almost three years now. And you have embodied that at this point in time. And for that one reason, and one reason only right now, I am so proud of you. But I'm also everybody talking about this, because KT and I both watched Sophia at her graduation, watched it streaming yesterday. Actually, we couldn't see her because there were so many people, but that's besides the point. And the speaker was Maria Shriver, the commencement speaker. And if any of you are lucky enough to have ever heard Maria Shriver speak, you know that she is one of the best speakers ever in the entire world. And I do not say that lightly. I had the great good fortune of being able to be on stage with her many times in California where she would give these huge events, mainly for women, and they were over the top great. But the best part of the event was always Maria's talk. And yesterday, she gave one of the more incredible speeches I have ever heard. The reason that I'm telling you all this is because while I know she gave it to all the graduates of the year 2022. The truth of the matter is every single one of us needs to hear it because it wasn't just about go on and go forth and do this and do that and be great and make this world great. It was about reality. It was about 
the stuff that you never want to talk about that you go through and how you have to stand in your truth and you have to have courage and it's okay to fail. And what all of those things do for you during your life. And the reason that I think that a lot of you, if you could find it streaming, would absolutely benefit from it is because I benefited from it. I learned about fear again. Now, I know I talk to you all about you got to face your fears. But there was something about her talk yesterday that put me smack up in front of the fears that I haven't been willing to face. The fears such as, and it's okay if I share this with all of you, is it with all of you? I hope so. I've been afraid to get on a stage and speak. I've been invited to do so now many times, and I've made up an excuse because I don't think I have what it takes anymore. Because of all the illnesses that I've been through over the past two years and everything, I am afraid to do that. I'm just afraid. And it's like, Susie Orman, you have walked on that stage and you have spoken in front of 200,000 people. And you couldn't wait to get on that stage. And now you're afraid. And the truth is, I am. And I have to face that fear. And Maria's talk yesterday really centered me in that there's work I need to do in my life as well. So if you feel that there's work that you need to do in your life on any level, I'm telling you, you got to look up her talk and listen to it. But you're listening to me today probably because you need to know what to do. You need to know everything that you're afraid about right now. You're most likely afraid when it comes to investing. Should you buy? Should you sell? What should you do? Should you buy a home? Should you not buy a home? Should you sell the home that you have? Should you refinance and get some of the cash out of your home in case real estate prices happen to go down? Where's the best place to put cash? You just inherited a lot of money and you know you don't even know what to do with it. In a 529 plan, should you keep the money invested and save for your kids' college educations or go to cash there? So many of you are still even confused about I-bonds and in terms of the beneficiary options that you have, and you just need to know what to do. Now, obviously, there's no way in a 30-minute podcast, given that I've taken up so much of it with other stuff already, that I could answer all of these questions for you. But the truth of the matter is, I've been answering them little by little on every single podcast in some form. So keep listening and we'll see where things go. But you know my thoughts on who should be invested in the market, what you should be doing. I've said all of it time and time again in past podcasts. But the one topic that I really want to address today has to do with cash. One thing that I have noticed is that you're emailing me and you're saying the following. 
Susie, I just sold my business for $850,000. I don't want to put it in the stock market. What should I do with it? You're saying to me, Susie, I just inherited a lot of money. Maybe it's a million dollars. And I just want to keep it in a credit union and or a bank, but it's only insured to 250000 What can I do? And you want to make sure that your money is absolutely safe and sound. You want it liquid. You do not want to tie it up at all. You don't want to tie it up for a year, six months. You just want to know that it's there for you and that you can do whatever you want with it when you want to do something with it. And therefore, your only option is a savings account, so to speak, your simple options. So I want to talk to you today about how you increase the insurance on your credit unions and FDIC accounts above the $250,000 limit. So many of you write me, and you worry me, people, you're worrying me. You tell me that you opened up an account for $400,000 at Alliant Credit Union in order to get the 0.60% interest rate. So recently you just did this, okay? And I write you back and I say, well, how did you take title to that account? Because insurance at a credit union is only $250,000. And then you give me an answer where you say, oh, it's okay. I made it a pay on death account to my son. So my son gets $250,000 of insurance and I get $250,000. And I write you back, I go, no, you don't. You don't figure it that way. And it wasn't just one email like this, it was many. So today's Susie School is about how do you use NCUA or FDIC insurance absolutely correctly? And how do you increase the amounts if you have more than $250,000 at an institution? But let's first start with what is NCUA? What is FDIC? Because the truth of the matter is many of you don't know and you shouldn't feel bad about it. I have a feeling that if KT was sitting next to me today and I said, what do those things stand for, KT? She might go, I don't know. I know I should know. I know that I'm insured for 250000 but I don't know about them. All right, so let's begin our Susie School. Back in 1933, during the Great Depression, many banks failed and people lost their money. And after they lost their money, guess what? They did not want to put their money into banks anymore. And you really, you can't blame them. So the government decided in order to create confidence in the consumers and the depositors that they would create what was called the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, short FDIC, and that this would insure people's deposits up to a certain amount. So if in fact the banks failed, 
the depositors who had insured deposits, so you only had that amount in that was insured, they would always get their money back. Now, that amount over the years has increased. Years ago, in your times, it was like $100,000. And around 2007, I believe 2008, right in there, they increased it to $250,000. And that's where it stands today. In 1970, I think it was March 1970, credit unions also decided to make the members of the credit union for their deposits into savings accounts and so forth, that they would protect them by creating the NCUA, which stands for the National Credit Union Administration. And it is exactly the same as the FDIC is for banks. The NCUA protects credit unions. So for instance, for those of you who have money in Alliant Credit Union, and there are a lot of you out there that have absolutely taken advantage of the Alliant Credit Union $100 bonus offer, you are insured exactly the same way, the same amounts of money as a bank with FDIC insurance. Now, there are some things that insurance covers, and then there are some things that it does not cover. So both FDIC and NCUA covers things like your checking accounts, your money market accounts, your savings accounts, your CDs, things like that. Now, just know this, even though you could possibly have treasury bills, bonds, and notes within an institution like that, the truth of the matter is FDIC insurance, NCUA insurance does not cover treasury bill, bonds, and notes. And that is because they're guaranteed by the taxing authority of the United States government. So they're insured that way, but not under NCUA or FDIC. What does that insurance, FDIC or NCUA insurance, not cover? It does not cover annuities, the money that you have in stocks or exchange-traded funds or bonds or mutual funds or life insurance policies. It does not cover you if you have, let's say, a safe deposit box at a financial institution and you have cash in it or whatever, it is not covered. So you need to know that if, let's say, at a bank or at a credit union, you've decided to buy some stock and that stock goes down considerably or goes belly up, you are not insured under the NCUA or FDIC limits. Do we have that, everybody? All right, next. Are you all taking notes? You should all take notes. I find it kind of difficult and I'm trying to figure out a new system for all of you, by the way, where if you're looking for something, you can find it easily and where the transcripts are easier to read as well, because I just think that you should have it be easier. 
And so I'm trying to solve that problem. It's difficult for some reason. I don't quite understand why, but I am working on it just so you know. But in the meantime, you should take notes so you don't necessarily have to look back and find it or write down the date of the podcast that you really might want to revisit. All right. So again, the April 17th podcast on iBonds, a lot of you are revisiting it. The February 6th podcast on the five-year withdrawal rules for Roth IRAs, a lot of you want to revisit it. So you may want to put down May 1st, 2022 for FDIC or NCUA insurance if you ever want to revisit it. So how does it work? It works where you get $250,000 of insurance per depositor or owner. You also get $250,000 per institution, or you get $250,000 per ownership category. So let's just do first per institution. Let's say you have $250,000 in bank A. And you also at a different branch of bank A. So you have $250,000 in bank A in one branch, $250,000 in bank A, but it's a different branch. And you think that you are insured? You are not It does not matter how many branches you have. If it is the same institution, so all of those branches are bank A, you only are insured for $250,000. However, if you had $250,000 or less, obviously, in bank A, you had $250,000 in bank B, you are insured for both of those institutions. So as long as the institutions are different, you have insurance. If you have different branches under the same institution, over $250,000 per depositor, you are not insured. So that is something you should know about. However, Another way that you can get more insurance is it depends on how you take title to the account at the same institution. Let's say you love this one bank or credit union that you're dealing with and you want your money there. You have a good relationship with them. That's where you want to be. All right. You can open up a single account just in your name. You can open up a joint account for Susie and KT. You can open up a trust account, which would be Susie, trustee for the Susie Orman Living Trust. You could open up certain retirement accounts, certain corporation accounts, and each one of those is an ownership category. So Susie has $250,000 in an account. I am insured. I have another $250,000 in a joint account with KT. 
Now I'm insured up to $500,000. Next, because I just want you to be really clear about this. Let's say I have an individual account with $250,000 in it at a credit union. And KT has an individual account with $250,000 in it at the exact same credit union. We also have at that credit union a joint account with $500,000 in it. So together, we have almost $1 million in this credit union. $250,000 for me in one account, $250,000 for KT in another account, and $500,000 in a joint account. But each one of us under NCUA insurance, we are each insured for $500,000. Do you see how we've increased the $250,000 insurance limit? Then there could be a trust account, and we can go on and on. So depending on the ownership category, your name carries with it $250,000 max of insurance, depending on how you take title to something. So that's another way for you to get more than $250,000 of insurance at one institution. Another way that you can do it is through a pay-on-death account. Or if you open it up in your trust account, so your beneficiaries of that trust account can create more insurance for you as well. So I'll give you an example. I opened up an account at Alliant Credit Union in just my name. And on my pay on death, I list KT and I list Lynn, her twin sister. When I have listed, listen closely, two beneficiaries, then I have $500,000 of FDIC or NCUA insurance on that one account. Now, you may be thinking, but Susie, why don't you have $750,000 of insurance? $250,000 for you, $250,000 for KT, $250,000 for Lynn, because it doesn't work that way. So, a simple way for you to understand what your actual coverage would be if you add beneficiaries on a pay-on-death account that's in your individual name, would be this. I own it, and Lynn and KT are my beneficiaries. You would times one, which means one for you, times your two beneficiaries, and that equals what? Two. One times two is two. And therefore, you would have two times two. $250,000 for how much FDIC insurance or NCUA insurance you actually have. So in that case, it would be $500,000.
again if it were just me and I only had KT as a beneficiary, you would times one for me times one beneficiary, correct, which equals one. So therefore, it's only insured for one $250,000 deposit. Now, think about this. Maybe you have three kids, four kids, or more people that you're going to leave your money to. If you had a trust, for instance, the maximum they're going to allow you to do is five beneficiaries. So if you named five beneficiaries on a trust account, how much insurance would you have? One for you times five. So that's five times $250,000 is $1,250,000 of FDIC or NCUA insurance. If that is in your trust name. Are you following me? But let's say you had a single account, you had a joint account, you had a trust account. Each one of those accounts at the same institution qualifies for each of the owners to have $250,000 of insurance in every one of those categories, plus the beneficiaries that you have or the pay on death people that you've named. So do you see how you could have a considerable amount of FDIC or NCUA insurance at one financial institution and have it all be insured? Now, you may be saying to me, oh, Susie, I'm not worried about it. I don't think that the banks are going to go under. It's going to be okay. Are you positive? Are you absolutely positive? Yesterday, I spent really the entire day listening to Warren Buffett, and you all should know who Warren Buffett is, address his shareholder meeting. And he was talking about how he likes cash and the reason that he likes cash and how he wants to know that his cash is absolutely safe and sound. And he then talked about 2007 and 2008 and how close we absolutely came to shutting down this entire economy and people absolutely losing it with financial institutions. Do you know that four banks absolutely failed in 2020. So you have got to take the approach that anything can happen at any time. And if you are lucky enough to have more than $250,000 and substantial sums of money, you have got to know that that money is absolutely safe and sound and protected in case your financial institution happens to fail. So this Susie School is really, really important for all of you. And it's important because you're writing me and telling me, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, how so many of you have very large sums at Alliant Credit Union, but yet you're not insured because you haven't done it correctly. So if you don't want to miss out 
on the great interest rate of 0.60 that Alliant is giving you. I've now given you ways to make sure that your money is absolutely safe and sound. It's really just that easy. Now, you might be in different situations altogether, and you want to know for sure, are you covered by FDIC or NCUA insurance? If you want to know about the money in your bank accounts, go to edie.fdic.gov. EDIE, by the way, stands for Electronic Deposit Insurance Estimator. And you go there, you put in your particular information of your situation, and you can play with it and experiment with it and see if you're insured or not. If you're in a credit union, go to mycreditunion.gov. Just that simple. And find out, are you insured under NCUA limits according to your own particular situation? All right, that is the Susie School for today. Please don't be disappointed that I didn't address the stock market last week or other things, because the truth of the matter is, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Hopefully you're safe, sound, have an investment plan, you're diversified, and you know what you're doing. But really, time will tell what happens here. All right, everybody. So until Thursday with Miss Travis, there's really only one thing that I want for all of you, and that's for you to be safe, strong, secure, and to listen to Maria Shriver's commencement speech that she gave April 30th for the University of Michigan. All right, everybody. See you soon. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.